special episode of there will be spoilers podcast where we will be spoiling the hell out of us so if you have not seen this movie turn back now like this is like the last set of warnings we'll be doing it's called there will be spoilers we're going to completely talk about everything that happened in the movie though. so if you haven't seen it yet stop listening to this go see it and then come back yeah because otherwise you're going to spoil it you're like, what the fuck? so don't say you weren't warned we are your hosts. This is Nicole. Got Armani here. What's up, guys? And Mo. Hola. So, let's jump right into it. Us stars Lupita Nyong'o and Winston Duke. And it's got a, it's got a cast, Elizabeth Moss. Fucks with Elizabeth Moss. You know, she, ever since she was in Mad Men. And she is on The Handmaid's Tale. Love her anyway. I don't know who the guy was that played the dude Josh. The kids were amazing as well. We got this great cast of people of color to start with so that was a great thing jordan peele who did get out everyone's seen get out at this point if you saw this you saw get out i mean kind of you know go ahead you saw one you saw both. it was titled a horror movie wasn't it yes okay well movie starts off little girl family on a boardwalk actually no let's go back further than that the movie starts off on a tv screen in the 80s with some some vhs's on the side now, the VHSs on the side included Chud, which is a terrible 1970s bad B sci-fi movie. <clears throat> Why do you know that? Because actually, about a year and a half ago, we used to do these Saturday Night Sci-Fi's live tweets. <laughs> it was like three, three or four. Uh, it was a whole shit ton of people, but it was usually organized by a couple different like black blurred Facebook, I mean, Twitter-like things before, like, this just shit fell apart. Um, but anyway, so we actually had did a Saturday Night Sci-Fi. One of the, the things that we did, like, was a live tweet of Chud, and yeah. But the cast on that movie is actually pretty dope. It was, yeah, it's, it's a bad B sci-fi movie. But they also had Goonies there. I did not see what the other movies were, but I thought somebody said, like, Nightmare on Elm Street was one of them. Could you make out the other two DVD or other two VHSs? Not I, definitely, I definitely missed that. You said you missed it? I mean, didn't miss it, but I, I saw them. I just wasn't paying attention to the names. Okay, yeah. The only two I made out, obviously, was Chud because it's very, uh, very like, well elaborate. And then Goonies. So it got those two. And then her and her family go to the beach. They're on the pier. And it's in the 80s. And they're walking around. Typical day, you know, hanging out, playing games, whatever. She wanders off, as kids do, into this little mirror house and scares shit out of herself. And she sees a little girl who looks just like her. Gish, you know, scared shitless. Her parents find her. She stops talking. You know, there's goes to that scene where she's in the therapist's office and they're saying maybe she has PTSD because she was missing for like all of 15 minutes or whatever, but she's not talking at this point anymore. Fast forward, she grows up. So she's married to Winston Duke, her and her kids. They go back to this beach house that's not too far from Santa Cruz where... They're going back there on vacation. They go back to that exact same damn beach. <laughs> All these little weird things are going on. Right, the frisbee. You get introduced to, well, actually, you got introduced to Jeremiah eleven eleven on the pier when she was a kid. But you get reintroduced to the to the chapter and verse when they're on the way back to the beach by doing the diet. We have the sign on. The frisbee on the on the little uh that felt like perfectly on the circle on the beach. Yeah, that was like a little great job for that frisbee, that's for sure. <laughs> I didn't understand the significance behind that. The frisbee on the circle? Yeah. Never about it. I don't think there was one. I just oh. think it was like <laughs> it just super super coincidental. Like, oh shit. Yeah. No. <laughs> um but her son goes missing. So, you know, she's already kind of paranoid because she did not want to go back to this beach and Winston Duke so lovingly like guilt trips her into going on this trip to the speech back to the speech. So they go. She didn't want to go. Little boy wanders off. Now he walked into the house, correct? No, he went to the bathroom. He went to the bathroom. He walked past the 
house. Okay, so he didn't actually go in. No, he didn't go in. All right, that so might. First, I'm standing there with the bloody fingers, and then we do the bathroom. Okay, so mom finds him. She's like freaking out, and they're like, "All right, well, we're going home now." So they go home, chilling. First off, watching Winston Duke's big ass climb into that little bed. There are a lot of funny moments in this movie. There was. His accent annoyed me, but I guess it was supposed to be like a kind of satirical comedy kind of thing that they were doing. Like trying to make him seem like a corny white dad? Like a corny black dad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was like... No, I wasn't feeling it. No, I just wasn't. I mean, I'd, I'd heard the accent in the trailers, and I was like, oh, fuck. It was annoying then, and it didn't get any better in the, in the movie. And obviously, I mean, he kept it in the movie, so. So, Winston Duke, Winston Duke climbing into that little ass bed was hilarious. Yes, he did carry the comedy. His accent was annoying, but you just kind of got to rock with it. Um, And, yeah, throughout the entire movie. When they, after they get home that night... Little boy says, there's a family in our driveway. Well, okay, first, she tells him about what happened to her when she was younger at the carnival. So she's never told anybody what happened, and she finally tells her husband what happened that night. And he's like, oh, well, you've never said anything before, and, you know, it's kind of crazy. And, of course, he's looking at her like she's nuts, because she talks about how she's seen this little girl who's in <laughs> and it was not a And he's like, okay. But she's like, like this little girl's coming for her. And then the little boy is creeping around in the dark, or the, the electricity goes out. As she's telling this story. So then it's like, oh, yeah, perfect timing. <laughs> Electra goes out as I'm telling about how some crazy little girl from a haunted house is still stalking me. That little boy creeping around in the hallway. And yeah, he was a creep. He annoyed me in this movie just because he was a creep and he didn't listen. And he was always cussing. And he, had a, <laughs> and he had a mask on all the time. Like, I know little boys do that, but I'm just like, Margie. What do we I just, I just hearken, yeah, you know, SAT word. I just harkened back to my childhood, and I wish, I wish I would have said that to Herbert and Vanessa. <laughs> missing some teeth, bruh. Would have got slapped all in the mouth. Would you say? Not no, whoa, language. Nah, no, sir. There would have been a fist at my mouth. And then they would have asked, what did you just say? That's the clean version? That's the drop down is anus? Oh, okay. No, nah, he was really cussing first. <laughs> When he said, like, my ass was laughing so hard, and I was like, yeah, I would have been that mom in the front seat fucking laughing, trying not to, uh, try, you, you got to chastise him, but the shit was funny. So it was like, uh, Not Herbert and Vanessa. Mm-mm. Not, not South Side of Chicago and Harlem. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, he's definitely bad as fuck. So he tells him there's a family in their driveway. They go to the door. And, you know, once the dude's like, ah, I got this. He goes outside and he's like, hey, can y'all go away and get off our property and this and the other? First off, first off, first off, first off, first off, first off, mm-hmm. where the fuck was the police? She called the police and she was like 14 minutes. Them niggas never showed up. Yes, they never showed up. I, I noticed that too. Like the cops never showed up at any point, which was kind of crazy. They had enough going on. I don't think. Right. I don't know if it was at that point, but I mean, Jesus. I don't know. Them niggas never showed up. She was talking about the cops on their way 14 minutes. And then cue the SpongeBob three hours later. There ain't no cops, man. She was right. She got on that phone immediately. She was like, mm-mm. Like, like, <laughs> like, actually, you said that, though. <laughs> I'm in the movie, like, I would have said that same shit. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I'm calling the cops. Because <laughs> I said it in the theater when it happened. I was like, mm-mm. And she followed up in this, on the screen. Mm-mm. <laughs> I just bust out laughing. You know, there was a lot of real-ass reactions to things. Like, <laughs> okay, yes, finally. This is how black people would act. <laughs> yep. 100% call the cops. Exactly. I don't play any point with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely one of them. For sure. Oh. And he goes out there and they're not leaving. And he and then when he tells him, you know, I called the cops. Or no, because he went out there first and he goes back in the house. And when they let the cops like 14 minutes away, he's like, all right, you know what? I got this. And tell the son to get a bat. And then goes back out there with the bat. And then like he tells them that he called the cops. And then they like scatter and make that weird noise. He's like, what the fuck? So he's going back in the house. He runs back in the house or goes back in the house. 
had a spare key under a rock. Like, and then when he made the key, he's like, what kind of white bullshit is that? And left it there. Like, I was wondering the same thing when they were, how they opened in the door and then she was like, the spare key. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> what? You could scoop up the key on the way back to the crib. So he's struggling on the door with, with the dad. With the guy figure at this point. Oh, and when he when he snatched that bat through the door, so he's holding the he like he's got the bat and he's like trying to push the door to keep him out. And the dude snatches the fucking bat through the door, and then hits his leg with it. Like I was like, damn this. So they get into the house. <laughs> now, this is when we get told who the fuck these people are. So the female Lupita Red, which is Lupita's opposite essentially, tells her the story about. How there was this fucking underground science bunker. Okay, actually, we should probably go back. In the beginning of the movie, they talked about how there's all these tunnels under the under the, the U.S. Um, yeah, that, that, was the, that was the forward of the movie. Is that what you call it, forward? Yeah, the forward to the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was interesting. And I was like, okay, when it first came up. But then once she started telling this story, I was like, okay, well, now the whole tunnel thing makes sense. Okay, so here's where the tunnels come into play. Because evidently in all these tunnels, there's science experiments being conducted by the government. Quote, unquote. Yeah. And they created copies of people. But they weren't able to copy their soul. They just copied their body for the most part. What did she say? She said they thought they were doing it for what? Did She she had said they... So they can control the people above ground. Yes, they control the people above ground. But it wasn't working. So they abandoned the project. However, these is what they were called. Um... Is on the ground chilling. Yes. Eating now, rabbits. what is that? Eating rabbits. Yes. So as she's telling this story, we see that the things that are going on above ground, the tethers are literally doing underground in this confined space. So they go back and replay like Nupita's little kid character, like walking down the beach, and you see her tether walking down the hallway, her parents, like when they were like her dad was the worst fucking whack a mole player ever. Oh, that nigga was terrible. Hitting that one spot. Like, bro, what are you doing? Um, you got eyes, use them, bro. His tether was down there punching a wall while that was going on. At that point, she said, you know, we've been, we're going to take our time with this because we're going to untether or whatever, which evidently means we're going to kill you. So she has Lupita tie her or uh, handcuff herself to the table. She, dad takes off, the male character takes off the dad. Can we just take a moment again to talk about how Winston Duke looks way better with a full beard? When okay. did he not have a full beard? Huh? Oh, Black Panther. Okay, okay, continue. Yeah, yeah. The the male version of him had a full beard. Um, not that little just like shaved down thing he'd be doing now. But whatever. So, <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, I would prefer that one better. Let's just keep that one. But anyway, so he drags him off by his ankle. First off, that is a big motherfucker to be dragging. I mean. <laughs> Mind you, it's him himself. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so we're going to assume that they're also stronger than the North, or were the tethered than stronger than the actual people, or? Oh, no, they're stronger. You drug a dude that was over 250 by his ankle down some stairs. You're stronger. For sure. So he drags him outside. The little girl takes the little, okay, so, okay, you know what, no, I'll go back and point that out when we when we start breaking down shit, really. So the little girl takes the other little girl outside and she's like, run. So because the door track. So she runs. Again, again <laughs> black people in movies. She ain't waste no time. <laughs> she ain't <laughs> ask no questions. <laughs> what they say? We ain't ask no questions while we run in. <laughs> Where you want me to run? She said, run. Bye. <laughs> Down the street. So she takes off. Now, at this point, it seems like they're in a relative, like, like there's neighbors, like, there's people, like, there's houses. And yeah. Stuff. So, I was like, where the fuck, how did, how was it taking the cops 15 minutes to get there? Mm. <laughs> like, that's perplexing. Once, I, it's so funny you say that, because once she started running, that's the first thing that bothered my head when she started running. I was like, what the fuck are the cops? <laughs> like, Still no cops yet. Exactly. Yo, no. where y'all at? You'd think there would have been someone on patrol. So there should have been someone within 15 minutes. I'm just saying still like, okay, so still no popo. And then the little boy takes the other little boy. And, you know, at that point, Lupita's like, you know, show him your magic. And this little kid had been hiding in the closet doing a little weird shit. So he takes him into that closet that essentially locks if you, he had like propped it open. So he takes him in there. And I figured he was just like going to take him in there, push him in there and close the door. But no, he actually sat in there with the kid. 
for a little bit. So they're sitting there playing with fucking fire and kind of like getting along decently, it seemed. I was like, maybe these little things aren't so bad. Maybe they just want friends. <laughs> so until the male one starts like beating up Winston Duke. And uh, he's howling for no reason and shit. So yeah, so Luke, Red is the only one who talks. And that and then, was very and that was very alarming for me in the movie. Yes. It's like why the fuck one why did she sound like that? But why then, are those the noises they chose to use? Also a very good question. <laughs> Cause they sound like seals, is is what I sound like. So, yeah, he's running off trying to get rid of this thing and whatever. He's getting his ass whooped, needless to say, because at this point he's got a fucked up knee. He, when he dragged him out over that glass, I was like, oh, his back is all fucked up now. Because um, there was shattered glass on the ground when he was dragging him outside. Little girl runs down the street in this neighborhood. Now, once I hit a neighborhood, I'm, knock, I'm running up and knocking on people's doors, just banging on people's port like doors. Somebody's going to come outside. People are going to start coming outside. Yeah, start screaming something. Make some noise. Exactly. She mad quiet. And then with the whole car situation, like she hit on one side of the car and then the her tether jumped on top of the car. Now they all had scissors with them as well. They had them scissors that we see in the tray in the uh all the promotional pictures. So they had these scissors with them. A dude does come outside and was like, Get your ass off my car. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the fuck? Um, yeah. Like, you know, like, hey, yo, get off the car. So he tells her to come here and she walks or you know she gets down and then he walks towards her or she walks towards no he walked towards her and then she cuts him. Gangster swipe no swiping. For real. She cuts her ankles up, seriously. Hey, so still no cop. The tether the tether have like six million uh like six million scissors? (laughs) Pair of scissors? Like (laughs) I was just thinking about that too. Like how'd they get that many pairs of scissors? And all of them the same colors. So, funny thing, like, I've been seeing on the internet, people were saying Amazon. Oh, wow. <laughs> they ordered the shit off of wow. Amazon. Which is just fucking hilarious. Amazon would deliver to some shady underground fucking facility. Okay, so all, and it, all hell's breaking loose, and they're having to fight these people, and at this point, Winston Duke has off the dad on the boat, um, because he got he fell off the boat, so the dad's you know the male other male character is off. Black man still dies first in the movie. We couldn't change that, Jordan Peele. Like we just couldn't kill somebody else first. We couldn't get one race. Just saying. <laughs> we weren't even thinking about that. We we focusing on them surviving. But you right <laughs> at the same time. But you right. I mean, we could we could have broke a couple little you know movie stereotypes. <laughs> so they're white friends. They uh, we get a shot of at them at their house, you know, and that part when. She was telling him that she heard a noise outside and to go see what it was. And he goes outside to the window and he's like, oh, my God, there's somebody by the car. He's like, do you see that? And she's like, no, what are you talking about? He's like, look, right there. It's O.J. Simpson. I was just like, O.J. Simpson. I was like, wow. (laughs) Yeah. There wasn't too many laughs in there. It was like in in the movies, they were like, they were like, oh, no. (laughs) I heard somebody literally say, oh, no. (laughs) it was it was a very nice house. um and then their tethers come out of nowhere i like the way their tethers just walked up no questions asked and just killed them zero one just one one two one two pop up get get these scissors yeah, they that that was quick with the murder death kill. Then they actually made their way to those people's house, and then they have to take him out. At this point, I thought it was dope how the daughter picks up that uh, golf club, and it's just like fuck this. We got like we surviving now. At this point. More more black people survival references. Because <laughs> yeah, all right, hey, it's time to get it's time to get bucked now. You ready there, to go? They were scared, but at the end of the day, it's like, okay, no, we got to make it the fuck up. Like, we got to survive. Like, we got to save ourselves. So there was none of this, you know, crying. There was no fucking crying at, at this point. They were just arming themselves. And she took out both them twins. Um, when she beat the shit out of the one, it was just like, that's right, girl. Double tap. You make sure hey, she... Double tap. I'll be to the words on my mind. You better get that double tap popping. <laughs> oh. Double tap. They go in there and they get their mom out of there. 
and they free her because she you know got caught up by the white lady. So they take out the the tethers of of the white family, and they're all in there. Now at this point, they're kind of discussing what the fuck they're gonna do. Or no, when the son asks, how many more other people are there, and they turn on the TV, and at this point, we realize that there's a yeah, there's a bunch of these fucking things out there, and they like murking mad people. So Winston Duke's like, no, nah, we got everything we need right here. We got food, we got shelter. We good. We just we killed our doubles. We ain't nobody coming after us. Yes. And Lupita's like, no, we need to leave because they're not gonna stop coming for us. They're going to hunt us down. They are us, so they think like us, so they know where we would go. So we need to like try to get ahead of them. Get the fuck out of here. And he's like, no. And she's like, you don't get to make decisions no more. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> did she have to say it like that? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what did he even do that wrong? Yeah. <laughs> no, and that, listen, so we'll tell it. We ain't gonna tell the end right now. We'll get to that. But knowing the ending, yeah, she knows what's really up. So she's like, nah, nigga, you're done. <laughs> you're retired from decisions. I told you what asked me, we don't need to go to the beach. You know what I'm saying? I told you <laughs> I'm trying to go when we's in the bed, or you were trying to get you some get you some cutty. I told you I'm trying to slide. Uh-uh. All this going down and you ain't listening, yeah. You don't you don't get to make decisions no more. Because I know what's coming. So you're done. So they the little girl like, do we get the, the car? And then his face was like, yeah, okay, well, we get the car. So then they decide to ride out at that point. Now they get in the car. Now this to me was one of the, the funniest fucking scenes when the little girl decides that she's going to drive. Like when she jumps in the driver's seat, her mom was like, uh, you're not driving. And then she's like, I got the highest body count. <laughs> and they were not, this- And now they compare body counts. <laughs> yes. And, and she, she's like, I took out both sisters. And she's like, actually, I took out the second sister because she got back up. And the dad is just like, okay, well, that's one for you. One for, like, I thought that was hilarious because that would be like, I could see that happening if that was like <laughs> us. Like, that would, we've had so many, like, if the zombie apocalypse happened type ass situations. So, yeah, that was another, like, just kind of real conversational moment. And it looked a little hard to drive. Like she stayed, she stayed in the driver's seat, which made sense because at this point, Lupita's hands were still handcuffed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and the uh, the double started popping back up. All right, so it was red. Uh, dang, it was red. It was Umbre. It was Abraham. Abraham, and what was the other girl's name? And Pluto was the son. Pluto, Pluto, yeah. See, she was. It was going to be a continuous argument. And so Umbre showed her ass up at the edge of the driveway. And she was like, nah, I'm about to get in this car. So he hops in the back seat and uh, Umbre, the little girl, pops back up. And she's sitting at the end of that driveway. And she's like, buckle up. That's smart thinking. Just run her ass over. But the fucking little girl fucking high jumps to the top of the damn truck. So she's on top of the truck. They're taking her off. You know, she hits the brakes. She don't really fly all the way off. And, you know, it goes down to the end of the driveway. She hits the brakes again and she flies into the tree. At this point, when Lupita Nyong'o got out that fucking truck, I was like, where is she going? My nigga. Man. (laughs) We've had so many good moments in this movie of saying, this is what we would do. Hey, black people, when she flew in the woods, the rubber would have been on the pavement, B. Like, it's a wrap. I'm out. Peace. You in the woods somewhere. And I don't need to go double check on you. But... Going back to what I said earlier, we'll talk about it at the end, but that was another red flag for me because I was just like, Wait, why is she? At this moment, I'm kind of feeling like, okay, maybe it, it is a bit of a maternal thing because when the, the girl was like fucked up in the tree and she was just like, shh. I was something feeling like, right. That's what I'm saying. To me, something wasn't right at that point. I was like, yo, what's up with Lupita, bro? What's going on? So now I'm trying to analyze and break everything down in my head. I'm just like, yo, this is not making sense. For me, I wasn't I wasn't analyzing at this point because I was like thinking, okay, if that was me and there were some zombie versions of my kids, like I wouldn't want to kill them. Like it would be hard to kill them. You sleep. Double tap. Zombie land. Double tap. (laughs) Yeah. Forehead shots. Had them just tied up in the basement. The little so girl I, get, I, get, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But coming up in the set, like the full on the full on blaze went off of my head. Continue. Go ahead. So they get back in the truck. They make their way 
to their house. So they drive back to their house. And they're, they're driving past mad dead people when they hit their neighborhood. So there's like just fucking dead people everywhere. They get in front of their house. Well, hold up. Were they in front of their house? Because if they were in front of their house, why did they drive to the beach house or little lake house if they lived on the beach? Their house was pretty close to the beach. Because they said that's our car. That's a good-ass yeah. question. I think they drove there. I think their doubles drove there. Drove where? To the beach. Like They knew they were going to go to the beach. So they took their car from the lake house. Huh. That's a good point. Cause, yeah, because they had drove back to Santa Cruz. And were you're right. They they weren't driving. Cause okay, I thought they were. I thought they were like dry. I thought they were back at like their original house. But you're right. Cause they were right there back on the fucking beach in Santa Cruz. So if they lived on the beach, they wouldn't have went to another house to vacate from the beach. Word. They get the car. This little boy standing in front of this flaming car. He's walking towards him, like trying to get him to calm down. Now this is when the little boy in the back seat, Jason. When Jason is sitting back there, and he looks like, mm-hmm, and he says it's a trap. So everyone jumps out the car, and. Lupita looks back and looks down and she sees this trail of gas and the kid's got a match in his hand. Now, at this point, the little boy like raises his arm. So does his tether. Then he starts walking backwards. So does his tether. And, and then the- Lupita starts bugging out like, no, don't do it. Don't kill yourself. And then the fucking red flags went off. Because I'm just like, wait, what? Is she connected to that? Like, couldn't, but I, I feel what you're talking about. Another, but I was just like, I, I didn't know how to put it together because in my head, I'm just like, this ain't right. Is she a tether? Because yeah. that's what I was saying in my head, like, is she a tether? I didn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, why does she feel so connected to why was she in the woods shushing this girl, trying to get her to calm down and not die? Why is she like begging and pleading for this little kid to not kill herself when nigga, they were trying to kill y'all all movie? What is going on? Facts. And then Red snatches Jason up and she takes him to the beach. Like, or she runs, she takes him, she runs off and, you know, then Lupita's character follows after her and she goes into that, that fun house. Now, while that's going on, her husband and her daughter are like, we're just going to find a place to hide. <laughs> he said, your mom got this. She knows what she's doing. <laughs> so they go hide in the back of an ambulance. <laughs> They really, oh. like, they really tapped out. They was like, we've had enough. <laughs> We're done. Like, what if she had and she didn't come back? <laughs> like, just, how long was you going to wait there, one? And then two, like, if you just wait there for, like, mad long and she didn't come back, would you going to be like, well, I guess she didn't make it, so. Yeah, honestly, you'd get, like, a good mm, hour and a half. Okay. Maybe. So let's pull that question. Mo, how long yeah, would you y'all, y'all tripping. Y'all really waiting that long? <laughs> Again, first off, it's just an, it's just a maybe it's just me, but it's an it's an updated movie. I mean, I know it's Jordan Peele. We're not thinking about these things. But the reason why I would say I wouldn't wait as long is because somehow one of us would out of the four of us, one of us would have some cell phones popping, and I'd be like, "Yo, I'm calling you in 30 minutes. If I don't hear from you in 30, I'm on the lookout. Be Jacu Stowe, motherfucking Carmen San Diego or something." <laughs> I'm saying 30 minutes. I'm saying 30 minutes. You gotta have a smoke signal, send a raven, bat phone, or something. I need some kind of inkling that my wife and son is okay. Fact. Especially if I'm gonna be a bitch ass nigga and let her go in the streets by herself, looking. I mean, he did have a bat. He was he was more of a liability at that point. Not fair, but still. So she goes off and she goes into this this you know that fun house again. She goes down this step. Now, okay, mind you, now all these doppelgangers at this point are just holding hands in a the line. They're not killing anybody anymore. They're not attacking anybody. They're just holding hands in a line. And we don't know why at this point. So she goes down the steps. She follows into these underground tunnels, like an underground ass subway. Again, the whole subway reference in the beginning. And then they start having this conversation again about how the tether thing started. And how it worked. And then she was telling her, like, they realized I was different after that dance recital. After the end of that dance recital is when everyone realized I was different. And then she started organizing them. Red started organizing them, waiting for the time till they could rise up and get the fuck up out of there. We're going to put a pin in that because we're going to come back to that, too. (laughs) So fight scene ensues. Okay, so one, 
we get we finally get like the actual creepy version of five on it. Like and that's, and that's like the extended creepy version. It was like three and some change. Like that's why I told you 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 get they they got a five on it version that's from the the trailer. Mm-hmm. It's like real quick, but then the one I told you about, like the with the like the four name, that shit is like almost four minutes, and it's like that whole fight scene. You know how like some original soundtracks just play that music from that part of the movie, and that's what it is. It's that whole fight scene with the five on it. So I will say that that fight scene with that song set to that ball, that like the the ballet dancing was fucking amazing. It was. It's one of the best. It was one of the best. I don't know. I was trying to see how to say it. Just like like choreography wise, and just, like you said, it just tied to the movie, tied to the moment, tied to the music. I was like, that shit was fire. Yeah, I was. I wanted that scene to just like go in. Like I was all in for that scene, and like, yeah, you were just completely sucked in and in that scene because you did not know what the fuck was going to happen. Like that was such a well done scene. So kudos to fucking everyone who was involved in that because that that was just visually amazing and so well done and so a choreographed and Lupita Nyong'o again. We need to see her in more shit. Like she's amazing because she did a hell of a job playing both of those parts. Like yeah, fucking. Do they give Academy Awards for like horror movie act? You know what I'm saying? Like normally, yeah, they'll have things for. I don't know. It's hard to explain. They'll have things for. They typecast um, like the awards for those, you know, suspense, those, those, um, you know, period pieces. You know, just you have other things that people get nominated for. But like, I've, when was the last time somebody's been nominated for something like that? You know what I'm saying? Like maybe a, a core, you know, killing involved. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't see it often. To me, I think you should just because. Obviously, everybody played multiple parts, and she played both of her parts really, really well. But, like, do they even nominate for... So, the last horror movie nominated for... I'm just trying to think. As far as... I had, I'm thinking maybe, like, The Shining? Often, Guillermo del Toro nominated for awards. That's about it. Guillermo del Toro... Guillermo del Toro has been nominated for his movies as far as his, like, horror movies go. And I think he's one, like, as far as directing and writing goes, but I don't think any actors have really won awards for horror movies mm. that I can really think of. Because he was nominated, I think he won for Mama. Um, or he might have been nominated for Mama. And I think he was also nominated for Foreign Language for The Orphan. I think The Orphanage was nominated for Foreign Language Film. Yeah, and The Shape of Water. The Shape of Water wasn't a horror movie, though, was it? Mm, yeah, I guess you're right. No, nah, I'm just talking about his actual horror movies. In my, my head, in my head, the last actual horror movie was what? Like, maybe The Shining? Mm. Shining. No. No, because Sixth Sense wasn't a horror movie. Like, she was a suspense Oh, all right. I got you. I know which one was the last Actually, one. Actually, it might be Sixth Sense. No, nah, Sixth Sense wasn't a horror movie. I got one for you that I know, if you look it up, probably won Mad Award. Motherfucking Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs, you're right. And they won. How old was that? How old, How long ago was that? 25, 30 years ago? Yeah, that's pretty old. So. so in my mm-hmm. head, I think they should get nominated for Best Picture just because of the conversation, the impact, all that stuff. Should get nominated for Best You know what I'm saying? Just just the performances. And, but I don't see it, but I don't see it happening. No, I don't see them them getting individual nominations because we know how the Oscars are so white. But best original screenplay, hands down. Oh yeah, <laughs> everything else coming out this year is fucking remakes. Well, I mean, I don't know. Get out, get out. Got nominated for best picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but with the line, that wasn't a horror movie though. They called it a, they called it like a, a horror thriller, and I'm just like, that wasn't a horror. And don't they put horror and comedy in the same category? Yeah, they do. That's terrible. <laughs> I don't know. Something there's. The comedy, uh, there's like a comedy. I don't know. Look at the uh, fucking categories for because I think there's something weird with comedy and something else than that. I think comedy or musicals are together. It's comedy musicals. Yeah, just trash as fuck. But um, yeah, definitely best original screenplay, hands down. Uh, Now, even regardless of how you feel about the movie, (laughs) best original screenplay because everything else is coming out this year. There's nothing else original. 
like ain't been redone, ain't been remade, ain't a fucking retelling or reimagining of something. It is an original screenplay. I'd say it'd get nomination out of win. Just for the ending. So fast forward to the ending. <sighs> Lupita fights and she ends up killing Red. Chokes her the fuck out. I was like, dang, go ahead, girl. Um she <laughs> <laughs> didn't I just said, go ahead, girl. <laughs> So she kills Red. She finds her son. And at first, like, when she walks up on him, he's looking at her like, oh, is it you? Yeah. It's actually the second time he looked at her like that, because when she was fighting earlier, when she attacked, uh, killed the, old, the lady in the kitchen, she did make a weird noise, and he kind of looked at her like, kind of funky. So he's been, he's been side-eyeing her for a minute. Like, he's been kind of looking at her. So, you know, but she, you know, IDs that it is her, and they leave together, and they get in the car, and they're riding off, and then she gets a flashback. Like, she gets a flashback to being younger and going into that crazy house, into that fun house, and seeing herself. And then we see that the childhood red, in quotation marks now, (laughs) grabbed her and drug her down there into that whole, like, cellar or that fucking subway tunnel, tied her up, and then bounced. Took her shirt and left. And she went back up top. And then we see that in the therapist's office, it was not... Lupita's character, or the what the fuck was her, her name? What was the mom's name? Ad, Ad, Adeline? Like Adeline? Yeah, Adeline. Um, it wasn't Adeline, it was Red. And that's why she didn't talk. Because they were trying to figure out why she wasn't talking. And it was like, you know, just put her in dance, let her draw, whatever. So you see her dancing, looking in the mirror, and she's got this evil smirk because she is, in fact, the tether who is now up here living her life. Living the best life. <laughs> And her son looks at her and he just pulls his mask down. Like, he knows some shit. So, okay. At that part, I was like, all fucked up. I was like, wait, what? Exactly. <laughs> now you gotta go back and reanalyze the whole movie. You like, in a minute. Not as mad. The whole movie. So now she didn't want to go back to the beach because she knew Red, she knew Adelaide was coming for that ass. You know what I'm saying? She knew she was all in the wrong. She didn't want to put her kids in danger. She knew what time it was. Yes. Yeah. So she she knew she was coming for her um, at that point. So here's where this shit falls apart for me. <laughs> now, okay. If Adelaide was the red, if she was the tether, she should have been known where Adelaide was at all this time. Because the tether's well, one, the, it begs the question of how did she become untethered to start with? Like, she just she was just mad different. So, was it because they seen each other? So, it was like one of those things, like, when you see yourself in another dimension, like, one of you dies. So, it was like, was it seeing herself as a child? Was that what broke the tether? And then she was just able to, like, do her own thing? There's that question. Because no one else had that much free will. So, like, how was... How did Red, how did the real Red not know what the fuck Adelaide was up to the entire time she was down there in that subway? Because the tethers are essentially the trackers. Yeah, they're, they're, they're what? What'd you say? The trackers. Like, they, they're the ones that know where the other people are, not the other way around. Yes, yes. So she should have been able, like, she should have sensed what she was doing down there. So she, maybe she did sense that, but it's like, what broke that tether? How did this tether get so much free will? Versus all the other tethers down there were still just fucking mimicking what the people up top were doing. Or did that stop when they abandoned the project? Like, at what point did the tethering, like, start to fall apart? Mm-hmm. Now had, like, control over their own actions. Like, there's that question for me. That's just one. And then, at what point did they abandon the the whole program and at that point when it was abandoned why the fuck did Adelaide stay down there like why did she just bounce anyway nah I'm telling you I felt like she said that they had been abandoned it for generations like so but the tethers just kept going because there was nothing else to do so then maybe it was them seeing each other as what broke their tether mm-hmm. okay so if that's the case wait you saying them seeing the family was what broke their tether I don't know why the fuck did she just leave. I mean, I get it. She was a child and she was probably scared. Mm, no, being scared would have been like I'm about to leave. <laughs> like that—that would have been me being scared. <laughs> All right, I'm gone. 
<laughs> Real talk. Like, any normal kid's going to find their fucking way out of it. They're not just going to stay down there with these weird-ass beings that don't speak. They eat fucking rabbits. I'm not eating rabbit. Like, I'm a raw rabbit. They were down there for all those years and couldn't make an oven. You know what? Couldn't you know what? This is why I'm not eating. This is why I'm not eating. Because I'm so mad that you just said that. Because you're so right. <laughs> like... You were so absolutely right. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but let's let's just say that for some reason just makes sense. Instead of leaving, she stayed down there and turned the tethers into her own personal army. Got them outfits. Got them scissors. Beep beep beep. We ordered that shit. So like, I could have called nine one one. But whatever. We're gonna stay. We're gonna get <laughs> this together. <laughs> we like, we get ready for the come up. The dance scene. The dancing now was she dancing before they went to the beach as a when she before she went to that fun house or did the dancing start afterwards? I think it was after because she did tell her that she oh okay yeah no because red or okay when they were in the classroom and red was talking to not the real red now see now we're getting now (laughs) (laughs) the real red is the one who lived up top. Like, okay. That, that's the real Okay, way. when the one up top was talking to one at the bottom, the one at the bottom was like, you know, what's funny is the only thing is that I wouldn't have started dancing if it weren't for you. So that sounds like Adelaide was being controlled by her tether. Yeah, again, it doesn't make sense. Like, that, the, the ending, it didn't ruin the whole movie because the acting and everything else was so phenomenal. But that ending, it, just, it ruined the whole storyline. It didn't <laughs> make sense after that. Because, yeah, who's controlling who? Like, at this point, like... Why are they, there shouldn't be any bond between these two at this point. Because you would assume their tether's broken. That's how Adelaide got free will and formed this zombie band of bandits. The zombie band? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there's that. Um, now, <laughs> once they got above ground. Okay. So we determined that the little boy did not go into the funhouse. Because for a minute, I was thinking, was the little boy switched to at some point? No. And he, like, maybe hurt that kid's face when he went down there to keep him down there from saying anything. But you figure at that point, if he had got back to his parents, then he would have, like, made more signals. But, so, okay, so that didn't happen. I was thinking that at first for a moment. But why did he, like, he's just going to ride with you? You going to rock with it? Like, I mean, what can you My thing is, is that she would have had no emotional connection to these kids. Like, the, like not the kids above ground. Those kids underground. I think the connection was that she was feeling for them because they were tethers. Like, she felt for the tethers. No, the way she was knocking the other ones out. Like, going pick and choose. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still feel bad for black zombies. I'm still kill them, but... <laughs> zombie apocalypse happened. Yeah, at the end of the day, if it's true to me, you gotta go. Okay. That's what threw it off. Was, was that question of who was controlling who? And then we see that the reason these tethers are all in a circle was because the last thing she seen before she went in there was that shirt with the hands across america but why was that so significant like it just i i didn't get it like type of symbolism then i would i would love to hear the explanation but i didn't understand how or why that was their signal like is that what they were going to do for the rest of their lives they're just going to stand in their line yeah i didn't understand that that was the only part that kind of confused that ending and then they were just like helicopters over top of them just monitoring them like okay so what are what are we doing right here i don't understand and i seen someone that someone was like you know maybe the the rebellion was just being out in the light and that's why they just chose to just stand there but then why mark everybody? I mean, you kill everybody, you're just going to stand there. Mm-hmm. Now, here's my thing. These motherfuckers got scissors, okay? This shit wouldn't have happened in Texas. You mean not an ordinary person on that beach had a gun? Like, where are the folks with guns? We just everybody get- got guns. Look around. You feel me? Not everybody packing. That's why they was in Santa Cruz. Yeah, so I think that, like, I was like, we're going to find out that Jordan Peele is a member of the NRA because as I said this wouldn't have happened in Texas because everyone like mad people in Texas got guns but even on that note like you only gonna run up on like maybe one or two cops and catch them off guard after that 
you're not taking on a whole police station. Like, how did so many people get murked like that? And where are the police officers? Where Popo? I really don't know Popo in the, in the movie. Because in real life, <laughs> in real life, like Martin said in the Bad Boys too, they had got the motherfucking National Guard, motherfucking swimming ducks. They got all of them out there. They had everybody in them streets. They had to pull tanks out. It had been crazy in them streets. Yeah, so that's that's what made it fall apart. Like that's great up until we realized that Adelaide is in fact red, and she was in fact the the thing. So I was just like, uh. it was a satisfying little twist because again the red flags kept going off in my head, and then to find out like she was her all along, I was like, okay, I got it now. The way, yeah. she got her, the way she got her, though, was kind of whack. She hit her with a little, like, jug to the throat real quick. Yeah, so that explained why she's doing Nah, because the thing that got me the most is, like, you see, did you see the, did you see the goddamn Oregon Trail track that Lupita took to get to that point? So she drug her all the way down there? Yeah, yeah. Down some escalators and other rooms and stairs and... You know her body hurt when she woke up. Yeah, <laughs> and then more mad about that that then is one of the great things about this though is at the end of the movie you don't know who to feel bad for like who do you feel bad for now at this point do you feel bad that this child was actually kidnapped and like lost her entire life to fucking tether like, who's the real victim no nah, i don't feel bad for her she could have left she could have left that's <laughs> that's my that's my standing point right, that she's it? only real one she was only human normal person she definitely could have slid <laughs> so since seeing the movie i grew things and some notice notable mentions so jordan peele the whole it being in santa cruz and the mention of that movie that was shooting at that fair so the movie that they were shooting at that fair was lost boys that is the fair and that's where they shot lost boys on that beach in santa cruz with that fair and if y'all remember lost boys in the beginning they went to that fair on that beach in Santa Cruz. So that was a nod to that. And mostly there's like Mad Corey Feldman references throughout the movie. Okay. I don't know where those are though. Probably have to go. I mean, I, I definitely think it is a movie that is worth watching for sure. And then once you watch, you're going to have to go back and rewatch it. 100%. I was going to go see it yesterday, but I got busy. But I will see it again at some point this week. So that's why it's going to make even more money, money because yeah, people are going to be like, but hold on, I got to go back and rewatch this. Like what the fuck just happened? Because then you're going to want to go back and pick up on the little nuances of, like, okay, where were these red flags? Now, as far as a deeper meaning in this movie, I honestly, I don't really think it has that. I don't think it has a socially deep meaning, like, get out. I just think it was just a ass sci-fi movie. Like, I just think it was a true nod to, like, the Twilight Zone and shit like that. Yeah, like, a lot of people have been saying there's a lot of, like social problems being referenced in the film, but I don't see it. The only one I got was gun control. Clearly, it's too strict in California. <laughs> they need more guns. <laughs> only social commentary. And evidently, like, white people make jokes about OJ behind closed doors. Yeah. <laughs> you pull, it out. You pull it out. OJ joke out the bag? Just terrible. <laughs> it really was. So, what would y'all give the movie a rating out of 10? From 1 to 10. I give it an eight out of ten. Uh, probably say eight and a half. Um, I think I can rock with a solid eight. Like it was, yeah, eight, eight and a half for sure. It was good. I like the pull. Yeah. Pulled the brain strings. What do you say? So the pull did the brain strings. I like, I like movies that pull the brain strings. Make you think a little bit and try to analyze whether you're right or wrong. At least you got you in here talking about it and having a conversation and trying to analyze the shit. That's definitely the best part of it. Um. Is that movies that can do that, that will get you talking about it, no matter how you feel about it or if you liked it or not liked it, you're going to be talking about it. Point blank period. So that right there is a win. Like, it's going to have a lot of people talking for a while. So I can't wait till the DVD comes out because I'm going to need some legit ass. This is one. This is probably one of the only movies I will actually watch it with the director's commentary on. <laughs> like, I need answers. Look, I need while... all, all these answers. Tell me some. Yeah. He got to give us that. He better give us a director's commentary cut. All right. Well, is that it for us? Anything else? Mo, you got anything else? Queen, Queen Lupita. That's all I got. Yes. She. Okay. So actually, we do got to discuss that. She was fucking phenomenal. She is such a good actress. Like she is being wildly underutilized. I think people are going to realize that after this movie. And she will I think we'll definitely be seeing a lot more of her because she got range for sure. Put her in all of that. <clears throat> I need to see her in uh, action movies, rom-coms, 
thrillers. Just no, just no twelve years of slavery. I'm good on that. I don't know. I feel like I just need to see her in a movie where she talks more. I feel like every movie I've seen Lupita Nyong'o in, she said like thirty words max. <laughs> thirty though. <laughs> you know what? The mentioning the different genres of movies. I think Jordan Peele captured that in this. Like, I think he showed us the romantic comedy. He gave us horror. He gave us serious. He gave us drama. He gave us her in every possible genre for sure so it's very easy to then see like she has that range so there's not gonna there's no doubt that she could do it shout out to him for that i'm sure she'll have some i don't know it's just movies like this this was them running away black panther is a million people in it you know she was in uh with his natural accent like whatever it is let that man do a movie with his natural accent i was gonna say is she should she really gonna be obviously star wars coming out like she gonna have her part in the movie that's gonna have a million people in it too. So, see, here's why I don't count Star Wars though. People keep bringing up that she's in Star Wars. Her voice is in Star Wars. She's not in. Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, still be talking. I don't. I don't All right, know. here you go, right. Armani. If she was the lead in an animated movie and you heard Matt talking, does that count? <laughs> no, that don't count. Nah, even Star Wars, she wasn't even the lead in that. <laughs> I know, cause Star Wars. Jungle Book. She. I just feel like they just have her talking in like quotes. Like you got to say something inspirational or impactful for like two seconds, and that's it. She did. It was until she talked. She talked a lot until you was a slave, which I ain't trying to hear you talk until you was a slave. I'm mad right now. I'm ready to walk <laughs> out this bitch. Oh my god! I made the fucking mistake of watching that and Selma like back to back, and I was like, "Yo, fuck!" Why don't you? Selma was way easier to watch than Twelve Years a Slave to me. Cause I mean, Selma was tough, but. It feels like I'm saying, watching them back to back was a bad idea. Right, right, right. Yeah, totally I didn't keep up with until like it came out on DVD or it was no, on Thug Tear. Thug Tear at the end of that movie because I was just happy for him. It's like man. All right, so that is our wrap up. That is us spoiling us good movie. Go see it. Till next time, we'll be back with some more Game of Thrones shit. Ha.